Hi, and welcome back to Showing Up Whole, the place where we discuss balance in mind, body, heart, and spirit in all aspects of your life. It's a new year and uh, not really a new you. We're discussing how to set intentions for a new year, ditch resolutions, and chart a path that's authentic to all you are. Hi, and welcome back. I'm your host, Christina Fletcher, and this is Showing Up Whole. It's a brand new year, isn't it? And I have to admit, I love New Year's. The other day, I went in and talked about this with my Facebook group, and someone asked, well, really, what's the big deal about New Year? Why why does it matter so much? Why do we talk about it? Why do we see as anything different than just another day? We just kind of barrel along. That's definitely paraphrased. I do apologize. And it made me pause and really reflect exactly what it is about this time of year that feels so important to me. It's interesting, isn't it? Because here we just have time. It's, it's time. It's the end of one cycle of 365 days and launching into it all starting again. Another trip around the sun. And yet... There's a collective energy that is sparked within that concept of time. We all know it's a new year. And within that, there's a sense of of a possibility of a reset. There's a sense of a shift, a pause. I like to see New Year's as, as a pit stop along a long road trip. And, you know, at every pit stop, you get out of the car, you stretch your legs, you stop for a moment and enjoy the scenery, you check your map, you make sure that you're on the path that you want to be taking, you make sure you're headed in the direction of where you want to go. Perhaps you check to make sure you're taking the the journey that's going to give you the most fulfillment, the most things to take in, the most landmarks to see. So... You refuel, you make sure you supply yourself with enough snacks, you create things that are going to be fun and to take along your path. This idea of New Year's just gives me so much relief. The idea that you have 365 days and then after that, you have a period of time where you can just stop and pause and reflect and ask whether you are on the road that you want to be on. And do you have the snacks that you want to carry? And do you have the direction that you want to go? And are you going to be taking in all the most fulfilling sites? Now, that energy, that's actually a collective pause that's in the air. And the minute that you have any amount of people setting an intention of that pause, there will be a shift in energy. There will be a suspended space. There will be new direction found because enough intention is being found and set within that space of time. So a new year collectively, energetically has a shift. It's not just flipping the page on a calendar or flipping the calendar altogether. But 
whenever I bring this up, there comes a a certain hesitation of saying, okay, well, well, now if we're going to call it like this massive collective pit stop where we all stop and check our maps, how do you get the most out of that moment? Here it is. It's January 6th. And all of a sudden it's a question of what does that look like now? It's almost a week into the year. And yet the energy is an ongoing thing for at least a few weeks. You always kind of have that suspension continuing as you restart the car on the journey on this road trip. As you still kind of hum and haw over exactly if you did get the right supplies and if you are headed in the right direction. You're always allowed to stop again and pull over the side of the road and really double check. So I wanted to kind of talk to you today about New Year's intentions And as I mentioned in the intro, ditching resolutions. And I'm going to touch on why they really don't work. And then I want to offer you a couple of guiding tools to help you get the most out of what you intend for this year. First, let's start with resolutions, shall we? Why ditch resolutions? Resolutions, you usually have about five that kind of flow through society. You know, there's there's the start exercising, lose weight, brush up on healthy eating. There's um, budgeting, perhaps, or being better with money. There is uh, oh, switching off phones uh, by certain times. There's, there's a collective view that kind of circulate through everyone. And usually when people mention resolutions, they have a tendency to start off with a bang, and quickly end in a whimper. There is actually very scientific, practical reasons behind resolutions crumbling. That is the simple process of homeostasis. The simple fact that as human beings, our brains are used to certain patterns and Our physical selves love balance and they love the process of homeostasis. They love to make sure that if you're getting too hot, your body will kick in to cool you down. Uh, If you are getting too, um, it will regulate your heart rate. It will regulate all of your physical being is, is established by a sense of balance and homeostasis. And your neural pathways are literally keeping rhythm with what it knows as balance. So therefore, if your brain has been charting this lovely pathway for a number of years, it feels really comfortable there. And the minute you introduce something new, your brain is actually wired to say, that feels uncomfortable. It's out of balance. That won't work. Therefore, when you're starting a new habit, it's actually vitally important to remind yourself that your neural pathways, that your brain is literally going to try to convince you this is not a good step because it's out of the norm. And as you flow with that and know about that, you can guide your brain slowly, telling it that it's safe to make this change. And yet we don't set resolutions up like that every new year. There's a tendency to kind of throw this random concept 
into your life. And when you do, it feels really jarring. And the excitement is there for the first little while, but your brain soon kicks in to say, this feels really uncomfortable. Can we please go back to eating the pack of Doritos in the cupboard? Intentions is different. When you look for a New Year's intention, it dives in deep into an authentic desire. It becomes linked with a heart-centered choice. Intentions for me are usually rooted in emotional. Emotional words, emotional guidance. I spend some time visualizing and imagining how I want to feel for the coming year. It becomes about choosing snippets, images, snippets of energy that remind me of that intention. I can work energetically when I have that little package of intention. I can, I can bring it into my life and see it unfold in front of me in every aspect of my life. Does that mean that you can't, that you suddenly choose not to start new habits of eating? No, absolutely. You can definitely use setting the intention of healthy eating, but it's not about a forceful shift in how you eat. Rather, it's simply about finding the intention of being the person who eats healthier. It becomes about setting up a lifestyle from the inside out that is intended rather than resolved. To me, setting resolutions versus setting intentions is really the difference between having an outside concept coming in versus finding the inner desire and letting it bubble out. I love setting New Year's intentions. It really is for me for finding the fulfilling route to take along that road trip. When I stop around New Year and, you know, I had my annual workshop at the end of December where I led people through this process and then I also have embarked on it for a few weeks over with myself and I still am really relishing and enjoying the intentions for my own coming year. When I embark on this, it really does feel like I'm unfolding the map. I usually look back at where I've been and I review the path that I took to get to where I am. And then I look forward into the direction I want to go. Now, over the years, I've realized that this is a little more complicated than we often give it weight because it really does split into a few various journeys. They do end up evolving into one, but you do have things like work intentions, like your business intentions. You have your livelihood intentions. You have your relationship and family intentions. You have your 
oh, creativity intentions, your spiritual intentions, your emotional intentions, even things like learning and education intentions. You have all sorts of various paths within yourself, levels, aspects. And it's important that you look at all of them in front of you, laying way for all aspects of yourself before finding the intentions that seem to marry all of them. So how do you do that? It, it is very important to look back at a journey. Always. It's always good to keep glancing in that rear view mirror. To, to look back and go, what did I like? What didn't I like? When did I feel so much like myself that it just, oh, I just dropped into it? When did I feel whole? When did I feel not whole? When did I feel scattered? When did I feel like a small sliver of myself that was just a reflection of someone I used to be? What fills me with joy? What is the feeling I like the best? When you look back at your past journey, you learn so much about yourself. And then you learn what really meant something to you. It's really interesting, actually, even to write a rough guideline of basically reviewing your year, a, a quick, oh, we did this, and we did this, and we did this. And, and when you do that, it's amazing the first priority stories that come to you. For instance, this year, I was shocked when I sat down and reviewed my year and found that one of the first things on my list was playing badminton with my family. We are the least sports-minded family, probably, on the planet. And yet, we, with the first lockdown in March, we had set up a badminton net. And we would just play. Even my husband and I would just start playing. And we'd be in the sun, and it was just this beautiful feeling space of playfulness. So when I looked through that, and I found various times in my year that felt that element of my life. I tried it on. I energetically allowed it to flow through me and I realized that I wanted that as an intention for more of this. So as I always pick words of the year, one of my words this year is playfulness. And I'm going to get onto words of the year in just one second. So looking at your past year, and reaping the rewards really gives you clarity on what you want to intend for the coming year. And then once you've reaped those rewards, I usually do a releasing ritual of some sort to let the rest go. You leave the stories that you don't want to bring with you, the energy that you don't want to bring with you, you leave it in the year. And then you cross the bridge into the next Setting intentions for the new year is really about finding those emotional spaces of what you want to feel more of. It's not about, oh, I want to make sure I do this goal and I want to make sure I do this and I really need to meet this many people or I want to make sure my kids hit these landmarks. If you do that, you can feel the pressure come into a year and for me, a year is always just 
oh, standing at a new year, it always feels like fresh snow laid out before you, before anyone has actually walked on it. It's delicate. It's limitless. It's there fresh for the taking and fresh for the relishing and enjoying. And yeah, you can... You can immediately, as soon as I say that, you can bring in all of the different triggers of like, well, actually, what about this circumstance and this circumstance and this circumstance? Things haven't disappeared because we're starting a new year. There's still all of the baggage that we're bringing in. And yet, what the magical key to setting intentions for a new year does is you have the collective energy of a new beginning. And with that collective energy of a new beginning, you can shift perspective based on how you want to feel. You can look ahead at the year before you. You can see it as that untouched snow. And although you might know that underneath the snow, there might still be a lot of the same challenges and problems that you dealt with before, You can still ask yourself who you want to be and how you want to feel when dealing with that challenge. When did you feel the most yourself? And how does that feel? How does your deepest spiritual connection feel? And how can you bring that in to this new year? Who do you want to be? How do you want to deal with things? How do you stake your claim into the energy of yourself? Earlier on in this podcast experience, I talked about the frequency of you. Finding that energy, frequency that is yourself. This year, I find that I am talking and tuning into the concept of your own frequency of spirit. You have your own unique connection to a whole, holy life. Your spiritual life and spiritual connection to all that is, is different than anyone else's. Just as your frequency of yourself is different than anyone else's. So therefore, how can you bring the frequency of your truest, best self and tune into the frequency of your own sense of divinity? How can you tune into that and intend to live from that space moving forward? There will always be bad days. There will always be contrast. There will always be times when we get too much static on that channel. And yet, when you set the intention of finding that frequency throughout the year, that becomes an anchor. An anchor is something that grounds you when everything is all over the place. When all of a sudden one of those challenges get just too big, things like words of the year can remind you of who you want to be. I have three words that I usually choose 
I usually choose three words every year. Last year, I loved and enjoyed the words buoyant. I had namaste. And then I loved the word juicy. I wanted to live a juicy life, something I could really sink my teeth into. And when I looked back at how those words had served me, I must admit, I found so many times that my life resonated with those words, even things like starting a podcast or some of the people I got to work with or some of the conversations I had, they were buoyant and juicy and I had deep connection of namaste. This year, this year, I actually thought about bringing those words forward again. And then I thought, no, new year. There's a new depth within this experience. So as I mentioned, I have playful, which means light and inflow and joyful. I have guided. Guided because I want to be in a continual state of listening. And then I have savoring. Savoring, because I want to relish and enjoy the moments. I don't want them to speed by me. I want to make sure I live with deep appreciation for the various experiences that I have each day. Watching how these simple anchors unfold each year is a bit like reading a really great novel and not knowing how each chapter ends. You really savor the experience. This is just a simple insight on, on, on how I approach New Year's and why it is so vital to me. Because any entrepreneur will tell you that making sure you do a review of the last year is vitally important. It's important to notice the successes, notice what's working, notice what's not working, and take things from there. And I think doing that as a process for your own life is vitally important as well. Even when I was 11 years old, I can remember having my diary in front of me and every New Year's Eve writing a year in review and a year in preview and doing an overcast of how things felt. It's an important habit to get into. So even if you're on January 6th, or even if you're listening to this in March or April, take a moment to pull aside, take a break, Take to Go to the curbside, check out your map, and set the intentions for the journey ahead. Happy New Year, everyone. Love and light. I'll speak to you soon.